Gales! The Adventures of Motherfucking Tintin. Which, since I've planned on putting these on YouTube eventually, I've just ruined any chance of uh, it, this episode reaching because they don't like when you swear 30 seconds in. Uh, I'm, Br- I'm Brian. I almost said I'm Brad. I'm Bri- Brad. Brad. <laughs> Not Brian. And I'll be honest, I think the lion's share of stuff that I wanted to pitch and talk about in terms of this movie uh, was in the non-spoiler review. So, Brad, if you'd like to take the lead, what what do you want nope. to talk about first? Okay. Nope. Then uh, did uh, you... That, that, was, that was a great movie. Movies are dead. <laughs> all right. Out of here. Did you... I, it's hard not to as an adult, but I'll mm-hmm. just ahead. be fair. Some, you know, maybe you didn't. Did you uh, notice the one shot? I did not. I didn't pay. T- I didn't pay attention to it. I guess I didn't pay attention to anything like that, just because I know it's like a partially, mostly animated movie. I love that. Okay, so if you literally go to the uh, IMDb for Adventures of Tintin, that shot that's there in the play trailer section, um, where they Tintin and Haddock are chasing the dude with the eagle and the three um, pieces of paper mm-hmm. and, and everything's like <laughs> uh, Haddock does the bazooka backwards and everything. Yeah. Ev- there's a point I think at, maybe at that point or very soon after where it becomes a singular shot for like I don't know, that, four, that to, chase, four to eight minutes. That, that whole chasing and the, the flooding behind him and everything. Yep, where uh, where Tintin's motorcycle turns into like a one of those rope glide or a hang yeah, and then called? loses the loses the wheel and then yeah, yeah zip lines. Um, because I had to rewind for my daughter to see because I she she wasn't noticing it either, and I fucking love that. Uh, it's so well done that you don't notice it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't paying attention just because I know like it's just an animated movie, so I just didn't pay attention that much. Well, I just want to shout that out because it's very hard to get those done well. Obviously, a little bit easier with animated because you to if one thing messes up, you don't need to do a whole new take. But um, I was because I I'd seen I'd looked it up and I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, Steven Spielberg, Peter Jackson. I mean, they really really pumped this full of cast um high dollar cast many people peoples um but i was i was concerned when i saw disney or not disney uh nickelodeon yeah that's i was i was kind of (laughs) yeah um but then after seeing a gun like within the first uh 20 minutes of this movie and then i saw a guy die within like the first half hour i was like okay this is not a disney or this is not a nickelodeon movie yeah dude that like Online, it's estimated that Tintin's somewhere between 15 and 19. I mean, he's able to shoot a gun, and he has his own apartment on his yeah, own and his own crazy. job, but he looks like a fucking 13-year-old. <laughs> so while I was re-watching it with my daughter for the first time since I saw that Breadsword video, I was like, holy shit, like, they're trying to kill him. I never yeah. see them trying to kill kids. Yeah, but he, he, um, might be, he might be 19. <laughs> Um, I liked how they added um, 
because even I noticed it watching it without having to see the bread sword video mm-hmm. that um, because I'd looked up the trailer and stuff. So I knew what Tintin looked like in the comics. So it was really cool to see that happen right away. And then to find out that the person drawing Tintin was actually the Dude. creator of everything was kind of mind blowing, but yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a beautiful, especially rewatching the bread sword video. That was so beautifully done how he, he like teased it throughout and just kept putting it right in your face until, uh, until the end of his video. But yeah, I mean, this, I, w- I was concerned. I was definitely concerned, but the, I, having that first sequence really kind of put me at ease. And then watching the trailer and knowing that they were going to do some crazy stuff. And I was like, man, this movie's only like an hour and a half. Like, they're going to pump this thing. This thing's not going to stop as soon as it starts rolling. And it really doesn't. Once they kind of get the, once they get the initial, like, all the way through the library scene where he's doing his research and stuff like that, once he, pretty much after he leaves the library, this thing just like, puts you on a roller coaster and doesn't stop till the end yeah it's it's so interesting because this movie has no fat on it no but it but it doesn't maybe maybe the best way i can say this is i recently saw the texas chainsaw massacre movie from netflix that released this year and i'm not a big horror guy i'm a real elitist asshole when it comes to horror and especially thinking about texas chainsaw massacre i'm just like no no that's not a good that's not going to be a good movie but i randomly uh like scrolled past someone's comment on twitter saying that it was heartfelt and not not for everybody but heartfelt i was like oh shit what and then i the looked it up movie? Yeah, and it had the girl from eighth grade as the main character. I was like, what? Oh, excuse me. Um, but that movie's like an hour 20 or something, and that has no fat. But in the process of carving as much fat off as they could, I feel like they carved off just a bit of the meat. It was like, oh, this isn't a full steak. <laughs> like, yeah. it's. I still, I'd actually recommend you watch it and anybody you watch if they like horror. I think it's really good. Um, Hard but, pass. but that movie, I'm like, it feels like there's five minutes missing, which is a weird thing to say <laughs> about movie. But uh, this is one with no fat, but it doesn't feel that way. No, no, it definitely doesn't. I mean, if for having Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson and Peter Spielberg. Yeah, they've having, they've ha- they've become one. <laughs> they've morphed. Um, having those two on it, you would think that this film could get bloated fast. Hmm. Um, they're both known for you know kind of pumping in some of these movies. Um, I mean, look at what, the, look uh, at what pump pumping it full of um, extras. Uh, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say look at I, look at Lord. I of never the Rings. heard of that. Yeah, yeah, look at. I mean, there's so much extra in there. I mean, there's so King much content. Kong. <laughs> King Kong. There's so much, so much extra that they could put in there. Instead, they they elongated some scenes. They really drawn out some things. They really like those panoramic shots of just everything. Those wide sweeping shots that you know take 20, 30 seconds of crack every, and they do it every two minutes. Oh. Um, that that not necessary, but it gives you the scale of everything, which fits movies. Um, so you'd think with those two on this movie that things could get a little bloated if, if, yeah, you know, if you if you let them to their devices. But I mean, this movie doesn't seem bloated. As soon as you get through the introductory period, 
you find out what's going on. Tintin does a little research. Once you once once he's done with that research, this movie just takes off. Yeah, and even stuff that you could initially think is like wasting time, like the uh, Thompson and Thompson Interpol agents uh, going <laughs> after a pickpocket. It it just fits so perfectly because I mean I hope you've seen it spoilers, <laughs> but Tintin has gets captured. And if he hadn't been pickpocketed like two minutes before then, the villains would have that clue and Tintin would be dead. Mm -hmm. And then movie over. So a side plot is literally crucial to our hero being alive. And stuff like, uh, I was, it reminded me of Drillbit Taylor. And this will make sense, I promise. But if you're not familiar, it's an Owen Wilson film about a homeless guy who pretends to be like some cool army guy to get money from kids, training them how to be army people. It's hilarious. Uh, they didn't plan on introducing Jovit Taylor until 30 minutes in, similar to how Beetlejuice waited a long time to introduce them. But the studio forced them to introduce, like, add extra scenes that they didn't want to add um it felt fine but the reason i'm saying that is because in this one half we we're in half an hour before we meet our second lead of haddock yeah and arguably the most crucial character <laughs> we, for we the plot really, we really couldn't have he couldn't have been introduced any sooner than what he was though I mean, we could have we could have had some weird dumb scene of like the whole crew doing the mutiny you know, something, it, it just wouldn't have fit. It would have been yeah. fat. Um, and yeah, I think just, there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't, where he comes in in the movie just feels exactly where he needs to come in at. Yeah. He, feels like a, he feels like a character that, okay, cool. And then you, he just kind of stays. <laughs> <laughs> he builds himself into the story. Because yeah. he is an integral, inter, inter, yep, that word integral Intrig yeah integral part of the the, um, the movie but he just he fits so well yeah this, i mean the this, three the three three scrolls talk about him so i mean he has to be a part of this movie but yeah and uh and it, also the fact that his animation just gives such well first I think it's important to say that the <laughs> bread sword says it multiple times in his YouTube video, but this is the only good uh, motion capture film. And there's like eight of them, but like the only one that doesn't fall in the uncanny Valley and makes it feel weird. Okay. It makes Okay. I see what you're saying. We're like uh, the, I, the common uh, criticism of the polar express, for example, is like dead eyes. And how it just seems just off enough that it's weird. And actually, to that point, when I was rewatching the Breadsword video, there was a shot where I thought he had added real life footage, <laughs> and then it was it was made clear in like a second. I was like, "Oh shit, that was from Tintin," which I literally just watched, <laughs> and it looked so fucking good. I forgot that it was animated. Yeah, this movie does look really well. This movie looks great. Yeah. Because um, you forget that you're watching 
outside of some of the ridiculous stunts and stuff like that, you forget that you're watching a fully animated movie, motion yeah. captured movie like this. Um, yeah. The next close, the next closest one, I, and I guess it probably passes this movie, but only because the budget was like <laughs> five times bigger was Avatar. Avatar, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, or all the Planet of the Apes movies. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the Planet of the Apes movies and Avatar also get away with it because they film some real life things and then, and actually, I'm not, I shouldn't say get away with it because it's still a very very difficult task to make it look that fucking real, but they go for realism and not a cartoon, yeah, or not seeming animated. It'd be like uh, how the live action. Lion King is not actually live action at all, except for like the first shot. Um, but they really take advantage of the medium as well. And specifically, I'm thinking of the hallucination sequence that Haddock has in the desert where the yeah. fucking pirate ship comes in <laughs> and like one pirate ship, Spider Man swings from another. And as he's he's telling or he's going through yeah he's going he's tripping and yeah because he, yeah. he also kind of does that um when he explains like when he does his stories and stuff like that he also kind of it that also happens and but yeah i forgot that he was tripping in the desert yeah <laughs> yeah and what was i gonna say you like the lion king no what? I, not the live action one. I liked the I liked um the Jungle Book. And that was the movie that made me think that John Favreau would just make the most spectacular Lion King and it was <sighs> I don't need to pile on. <laughs> um so obviously we went through Andy Circus quite a bit the extent in the in the previous section. Um, we go through we go through Daniel Craig quite a bit because we also do a Bond minute Bond where we break down the coolest, most suavitest Devon Arabish spy <laughs> franchise around. He's a part of that, um, and we've talked about Knives Out quite a bit on this on this podcast too. Um, Simon Pegg as Thompson and Thompson, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as, Simon, yeah. as Thompson and Thompson. One of the things that they mentioned was first off though, having those two together. It's just crazy awesome. Just because every time I see that, I think of like Hot Fuzz. I think of um, Shaun of the Dead. So like to have like two people who are basically brothers at this point um, do this, do a Thompson Thompson who they want them to be identical bumbling idiots. is just yeah. hilariously awesome. So uh, I don't think Thompson Thompson gets enough credit in this in this movie. Yeah. Even though they, they they serve an integral part of this, but they're just like the bumbling idiots of make police make make Interpol look terrible. Yeah, that's that's fair, I guess. You know, because they are made to seem the butt of the joke uh, and incompetent to a massive degree. Like they forget evidence twice <laughs> of a bloody newspaper. That yeah, Tintin and gives them. they they get pit pocketed themselves. <laughs> yeah, although at least that time, well, did they get pit pocketed at the beginning of the movie, or was that yeah. only when they were baiting the guy with the rubber band? 
Uh, no, I think they got pocketed in the front of the movie, Ooh. and then they then they did the rubber band. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, and but the, like some of the gags and some of the jokes in this movie are are pretty spot on. You got that. Um, you've got the whole sequence of him being in the boat and like trying to get the keys, and then like the dog, his best friend, his sidekick, his actual sidekick, the, the dog. I don't remember the dog's name off the top of my head. And then like, so he's like, no, 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 grab the keys, and he's like trying to grab what was it like a sandwich or something like that in his hand. Yeah, not the sandwich. <laughs> and then he falls, tumbles down, knocks everybody out of their hammocks, and somehow ends up with the keys with nobody waking up. Yes, and like the the gags <laughs> of like, oh, you don't want to wake up him; he's really bad. Oh, you don't want to wake up him; he's actually bad. Yeah, oh, you he... don't want to wake up him; I've seen him murder people. <laughs> he sleeps with a razor blade open, yeah. <laughs> in his hand. Us, uh, I looked it up; it's snowy. No. And the fact that that the keys were only crucial for stocking up on supplies, yeah, with AKA <laughs> liquor, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he's just like, okay, let's go get one of the boats. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that was, that wasn't really important, but I need it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a drunkard. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing I forgot to add in the non-spoiler review: is them adding his motivations for his alcoholism. Because that was never in the comics either. Of a feeling of inferiority compared to his ancestor. And that he'd never be... I don't know, awesome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, to go what this guy's gone through. and I Because it's his, it's his initials backwards in French. Um, RJ, right? Yeah. Uh, RJ? RJ. Yeah, to go through everything he's gone through and the life that he lived. I mean, going from being such a happy-go-lucky kid to having World War One, World War Two happen, being a part of World War Two, doing everything he could to be on the best side of things, and still almost, you know, die because of it. It's just, just crazy. Yeah. Um, to go through all that and still be able to put out comics, still do something that he loved to do. Um. Yeah. Just, just nuts. But, that that that's one of those people that you meet you want to meet at a bar and you just be like i don't believe anything you're telling me but keep going because i want to hear more yeah there's even a part in the bread sword video where they talked about in that time he he eventually gets divorced from his wife at the time um because it was like an arranged marriage or something even though they stayed friends and uh, until they died or he died yeah they saw each other <laughs> once a week yeah but he would he was so damaged that sometimes he would just disappear for months on end and his wife at the time wrote to him and said if you won't return for me return for tintin because she she just knew how powerful and he he was very much like a steve jobs s guy that's the read i got on this last watch because he was talking about how he 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 was notoriously bad at dealing with kids but his yeah. life's yeah. work <laughs> was dedicated to kids. <laughs> yeah. It would be like if Disney's whole life was dedicated to a Jewish audience. <laughs> it just wouldn't make sense. Like you hate them. No. Uh, what? Um, but I also wanted to say, I love uh, at this point, at least at the time of release, you know, uh, Daniel Craig has been, become bond. 
but before then he worked with steven spielberg on munich another uh, a film that i've mm. got in my marbles on stream we'll eventually get to just um, watched it not that long ago you did what'd yep. you think it wasn't bad it, was, it, was, it had me looking up the, what actually happened it's one of those movies where kind of like the king's man where did once i found out that it was actually based on a true story i was looking up like did that actually happen like like yeah. is this a real thing and just yeah it was just weird so i liked it it was good the uh oof. the bond there's two scenes i'll always remember from the movie but one mainly will be the uh the bombing scene yeah the the, the coordinated when they're all working together scene yeah. and i'll say nothing else on that <clears throat> but they, they also change apparently snowy could uh talk in the comics like it was a yeah, talking which, dog which is a good change which is a good change yeah because as bread sword said they couldn't compete with uh scooby-doo 2 monsters <laughs> unleashed <laughs> facts <laughs> i haven't seen those movies yet even though james gunn wrote them um they're not bad i mean they're 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 scooby-doo movies i mean they are what they are <laughs> but they're not mm-hmm. bad the one what's the one with like this um skull island or something they go to an island that one's kind of yeah kong but, skull island no there's a scooby-doo movie where they it takes oh. place on an island i haven't i don't think i've ever seen a scooby-doo movie is it it might be monsters unleashed uh Jeez, so not I'm, that it matters and i'm just going through these pictures on imdb and it's just a single screenshot or a screen grab of Tintin holding up the three clues together and Haddock looking at it. It's just fucking gorgeous. This whole movie is done really, really well. Um, All the way from the writing, like um, how they bring in the characters, how they figure out the the whole thing, whole mystery um, to the island the random island on the map that you know he noticed was was not an island in real life yeah um just casually like end. nope that was wrong <laughs> the all the ship work all the um deserts of arabia feel i mean it was it was fantastic i mean the whole way through you 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 honestly forget that you're watching a motion capture movie yeah um part of the way through the weird uh, thing probably after the first like 10 15 minutes you you just forget the weird thing about uh, going through all these photos is that there's a couple photos of behind the scenes uh, of them like working on it, and compared to the s- shots of the movie, those pictures look like shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, damn, like. <sighs> I thought you were an optimist. You were wrong, weren't you? I'm a realist. Ah, that's just another name for a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Oh, main character, Jamie Bell, again, from King Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Bell doesn't, I mean. Uh, he, does, he does a fine job. Um, I think his voice fits the character to me, and I don't know anything about Tintin, but just looking at looking at him, his voice fits. He doesn't, it doesn't look out of place. It doesn't look, to me, if there was one voice that kind of drove me nuts, as soon as I figured out it was Daniel Craig, was Daniel Craig's voice. Oh. Just because I see him, I'm like, I know what Daniel Craig looks like, and you're not him. Who are you, 
<laughs> no, I was gonna say I feel like Jamie Bell's gotten a uh, bad rap or not not bad reputation or anything, but like he's such a talented guy. He yeah. should he should have a bigger career. Him and his uh, <laughs> wife. I have his name in front of me, so that's what I'm remembering. But Kate Mara, I think they got Kate Mara. Yeah. Them getting oh. married is probably the only thing good thing that came out of Fantastic Four, but <laughs> but they both deserve bigger careers. Yeah, I mean she's had a, she's had a pretty pretty good career, Kate oh, yeah. Mara, by herself, just on her own. Yeah, um, she's done a lot of cool TV shows. Um, and the one I think of is the one with Kevin Bacon, um, House of Cards. There we go. I was I was actually gonna say it'd be really awkward if you said House of Cards because that's Kevin Spacey. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, the other, <laughs> the the one that people don't like, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, but she does a lot of other good stuff too. Um, she was in Twenty Four for for a brief hot second there. Um, you said Fantastic Four. She was, um, the main person in The Martian. Um, she was an Interstellar too, wasn't she? Wasn't she the main person in Inter- Interstellar? The main person. Who's who's isn't the that main... Matthew McConaughey? No, the girl. Who was the main girl in Interstellar? Uh, I, oh, oh, um, no, that's uh, she was Molly's game. Um, uh, fun, fun story about Kate Mara's casting in House of Cards. Oh, it was Anne Hathaway. That's weird. Um, that's not the one I was thinking of in my head. The, no, the, his daughter is a redhead, but it's not. It's uh, I think that's who you're thinking of. But she, Je- she Jessica, was, she, yeah, Castain, yeah, um. Originally, Rooney Mara was offered House of Cards because she had been in David Fincher's uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and she was like, this feels very similar to the role that I just had, but you know who would be great? My sister. (laughs) (laughs) And I I like to think that she asked to be killed in the beginning of season two of How I May... Not How I May... (laughs) House of Cards. Um, it fit in. It fit in really well with what they needed. Um, at that time, because she she was getting to the point where they either needed to kill her or she needed to do something else. Something else, yeah. Because yeah. she was getting to that point where she knew too much, was doing too much. Um, so she either had to disappear or she had to basically kind of take over that show from that point. Dude, you were paying Kevin Space when you're paying Kevin Spacey that much. He's not. He's, you're not going to let him get out of the show that easy. It takes. It takes a, a sex scandal, a Me Too scandal for him to get out. Um. So I don't remember if this was while we were recording or before we were recording, but you mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean in relation to this, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm. I. Well, I, I might have. I cannot confirm nor deny that I said something like that. <laughs> what (laughs) well this is now if you wish it to be a confirmed crossover with pirates of caribbean because one of the characters was played by mackenzie crook the guy whose wooden eye kept popping out oh he voiced tom who i don't know who that is he's the one that sleeps with knives (laughs) what oh man maybe is he i have no idea Okay. Well, Toby Jones is Silk, and I have no idea who that was. Yeah. Well, that's because nobody takes my ship. They've already taken it. Nobody's taken my ship twice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this a is this a reference to Tintin or Pirates of Caribbean? Yeah, okay. Tintin. Okay. 
a kind of both really yeah I, th- I think i think doesn't jack sparrow like but they already took your ship <laughs> well i'm gonna get it back because it was in the it was stuck in the bottle i think that was like the fourth one anyway moving yeah. on yeah. Uh, oh yeah and like the whole fire in a boat thing uh because he saves tin tin they get on the raft and he starts to fire in a wooden boat is just like oh my god that was the comic book version of showing how alcoholism is a destructive habit. <laughs> or not yeah. comic book, the, an animated movie. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at I'm on IMDb and I'm looking at some like the quotes and stuff like that. To think all it took was one day in the in Savannah. Congratulations, Captain. You're sober. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was pretty interesting that the sobriety helped him start remembering and then he did need to drink a little bit to fully remember yeah e equals mc hammered beer if beer fast taught us anything it's e equals mc hammered <laughs> uh i will say it's very oh, oh wait oh no uh-oh. uh the pirate king himself carrie elwes was a voice of a pirate or no no not pirate uh pilot that's cool. All right, was so there the, the pilots that they captured. I don't know. It just says as pilot. It has to there's be. A, think... There's pilot and copa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so it's the pilots two... when they when they steal the sh- the um, the airplane. I fucking love how uh, how goaded Steven Spielberg is. Just for me to marvel at the fact that they got someone that like w- during his time on Psych. I'm sure the whole cast was like you are god as most of their guests you know stars come in you are the most royal of here and it's like yeah you want to like come in for like i don't know like two words and like five minutes of screen time and he's like yes please yes yes steven yes yes, yes mr steven would yes you like please a and thank would you, like you. Me to bring you would you like me to bring you a coffee when i come in i only have one question how much do i have to pay you for this privilege <laughs> uh what was i gonna say though oh i'm actually now that i'm thinking about it i am shocked at how simple the plot is it is very simple it, it, overall it is very simple yeah it because it doesn't feel that way one like it, well that's because everything's so dramatic in the middle like between clues literally three ships he find he buys one for super cheap accidentally snowy accidentally chases the cat and breaks it yeah finds out that there's a clue in there which leads him to going to research of or going to the other guy's house seeing a, another ship there realizing there's more than one ship so where are the clues? They're all in the same spot. <laughs> How do I get the three clues? I need to break the, break the three other ships to get them. <laughs> like, and it's it's not really that hard. It's it's a pretty simple overall, but no, oh, yeah, done, if, done fantastically well. If you had to boil it down, it would literally be kid find kid gets a clue at an adventure, gets captured, uh, escapes. Finds out where the last clue is, uh, fails, and then you have fails, to fails beat, at stopping them. Yeah, and then they have to beat them back to uh, before the treasure's found. <laughs> yeah, that's so. But like, if you think the uh, a movie that I would not uh, hesitate at saying feels as big as this, 
would be F9. And if you break that down, it's so much more complicated. Yeah. I mean, there's also a thousand characters, so fair enough. But, <laughs> but, but even like, if you just took took three of the main cast plus uh, John Cena, plus you have to include at least one or two of the bad guys. I mean, you're already you're already bigger. Yeah, and like trying to describe it, even it would take me longer to describe the third act. Like Tej and Roman go up to space because they have to destroy a satellite before everything goes crazy and. Uh, they they ambush the brother so that they yeah I'm already I'm already past the effort that I just put into putting uh, to uh, summarizing this film. This is this it feels it feels this movie if you if you liked Indiana Jones I feel like this movie would be up your alley. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to break somebody into into an Indiana Jones or Pirates a younger person maybe they're just not ready for that or maybe um you know maybe they're 9 10 11 12 and you don't want to necessarily put them into the pirates universe or indiana jones i mean this is a good medium this is a good way to get you there those like that kind of movie without any um sexual chemistry (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think there's one yeah there's i i was paying attention to this on this watch there's one woman character and she is a plot device yeah um to to break the glass yeah i loved and that <laughs> even even then i mean they they only they only smooth her so that way she agrees to take and sing and break the glass and so Dude, they steal I, the third ship yeah i cringe so fucking hard when she said uh this is my first time in the third world i was just like oh yeah yeah and they treat her okay because she's they need her to break the glass with her voice i mean even the guests who aren't in on that keeper who are actually the victims are still like wide-eyed and like oh <laughs> yeah but. um yeah it was just it was weird seeing seeing nickelodeon and then seeing people die right away so <laughs> i'm still i'm still tripped out about that um hey ever once in a while sony makes a good animated film and by that i only mean spider-man into the spider-verse <laughs> and not uh, the, not the emoji movie i see what i see what you did there compared oh right. I, that's also it's also the next movie on our list oh is it i yeah. i forgot <laughs> it has been like almost a month since we did that role yeah um so that, that's the next one on the list is yeah. Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Uh, and then back to my movies. <laughs> What's your movies? Again? Uh, don't look don't look up an arrival. Oh no, we've we've spoiled it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, let's see what else. I mean there it, this it's such a good movie, such a simple movie. It's a movie that you can watch with kids and you'd still be entertained. And it's one of those movies you just you forget that you're watching an animated movie. Yeah. Um, obviously, when some of the stunts get out of control, like the you know, like your one shot that you're talking about, where he's um, shoots a shoots a um, RPG bazooka backwards, um, sets off the river, you know, crashes the crashes his motorcycle, uses it as a as a zip line, 
Um, it, it, some of that stuff gets ridiculous. The ships crashing in the desert. We talked about that. I, um, I'll I'll say I've watched it like three times in the last two to three weeks just for this, and I still don't understand where the tank, uh, where the hotel riding on the back of a tank came from in that one shot. Because <laughs> there's a tank that it like hooks a uh, haddock and then fires off a shot. And on this rewatch, I was like, maybe that was just an unmanned tank that was in there, like parked. But then at the end, it like a guy falls out of it. He was clearly chasing them and trying to shoot them. Um, when, so let's, let me think here. Um, this is 2011. Um, yeah. Austin Powers did that gig in one of the Austin Powers movies where he's driving his little bug, um, picks up Godzilla, or drives underneath Godzilla, hooks onto it, drives Godzilla around Tokyo, and they make the joke of, that's Godzilla. No, due to international copyright laws, it's not. But it looks like Godzilla, but it's not. Um, so I don't know when that came out. Bond, one of the Bond movies did it. I think it was um, Timothy Dalton in a tank where he picked up a statue of Stalin on riding horseback. So that was that one's going to be before this. I'll be honest. I got to rewatch Goldmember because I don't know why in my head canon I always considered that clip as a Thirty Rock clip, and maybe <laughs> because I think Thirty Rock made a reference to it's Godzilla, but it's not Godzilla or something. I don't know why. Due to international copyright laws, it is not, <laughs> but it looks like it. Hmm. Um, so yeah, they 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 do it in a couple other movies that that kind of gimmick gig thing. But I mean, it's it's still really well done here. Um, obviously, Goldmember does it for to be funny, and then Bond does it just because he's carrying around Stalin on a tank in in Russia. Um, what did they do specific? I mean, they just had, they had a tank and they had yeah Bond Bond yeah Bond got on a tank, crashed through a statue, and this half the statue of I think I'm pretty sure Stalin riding a horse was stuck on the top of the. Oh. Tank as he's riding around <laughs> um, Russia. Okay, dokie. Yeah. So. But yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how else to. What else to say about the movie, but. Yeah, I mean, really, it's only an hour and a half. So, I mean, you can realistically, you could you can watch the Tintin video at an hour fifteen, and then sit down and watch this, and you're still short of three hours. Yeah. Um. It's shorter than the Batman. Yeah, it's still shorter than the Batman and, and Interstellar. That's, and that's not a dig. The Batman is, yeah, so good. Because so I think Interstellar, I think, is three hours. You're still shorter than Lawrence of Arabia at three hours forty five minutes. You're still shorter than Ben Hur mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at three hours thirty something minutes. Um, so you're still good. Still good. <laughs> um, you you still feel like you've wasted less time than the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, <laughs> man <laughs> you won't be wasting your time watching these videos i don't think but <laughs> i i feel the resentment in brad's soul well it's just like <laughs> the good and the bad well, Lawrence arabia is good i i want to sit down and rewatch that eventually probably not in time within the next couple of weeks but it's a movie it's coming out in 4k so maybe that'll be my chance to watch it again because it, it was good um i would like to see it again Ben Hur, don't care. Um, we could leave it to the to the Marvels gods. Yeah, <laughs> just start putting it in. Three hours and forty five minutes of your time. 
Um, oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and then The Good, and the Bad, and the Ugly is a good movie. It's just one of those movies that are the opposite of this movie where they bloated it up so hard <laughs> that it just is like it's not even beef anymore. <laughs> yeah, is it's a vibe. It's definitely... It's very similar to Peter Jackson, where yes. like where you could get the job done with one shot, or you could do twenty shots, yeah. <laughs> and each one is a is a swirling crane, and it's well, that's specifically Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah, this, this 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 gunfight could have been done in about twenty to thirty seconds, like they do in like, um, what's the movie we watched? The Western movie that we watched with Idris Elba. Oh, the harder they fall the harder they fall. You can do something like that where that's fast paced, or you can stay focused on each one of them for 45 seconds before they even like start marching away from each other to shoot each other. Um, you can always play the um, classic Western soundtrack in the background. Um, every chance they, every movement they take. <laughs> and and I get why they do it. Cause the best part of a, uh, a Western standoff. I don't know the term for it. Um, yeah. Is the, the anticipation. Yeah. yeah the tension. tension of it. Yeah. But I mean, like everything they do is just really just like stretched as thin as they can stretch it before uh, uh, you'll stop paying attention. <laughs> as Kevin Smith would say, it really pull in the taffy. Yeah. But, uh, that, that, that taffy is starting to get some holes in it. And there's some people not paying attention because they stretched it that far. You can start seeing light through the taffy. <laughs> you start seeing the guy making goofy faces on the other side. Cause he's just as bored as you are. <laughs> but I mean, I want to say that movie's like two and a half hours, but which movie? The good, the bad, the ugly. Oh, three hours, and they it could have been cut in half easy, hmm. easy cut in half. Yeah, this is also written by I think it must have had an original screen by play by Stephen Moffat, who did Coupling, Sherlock, and a lot of recent Doctor Who but then rewritten Ooh. by Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish. Who? Letter Not doctors. Not doctors. <laughs> but it was rewritten by Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish, and they are, they've co-written, what, nearly everything that uh, Edgar Wright has done? Like, I think so. Yep. No, no, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm wrong. They co-wrote, or he wrote for Ant-Man, which Edgar Wright was going to do, and he wrote it with Edgar Wright, but, huh, I thought they were, um, I thought they collaborated more often. Also, I need to finally see Attack the Block, because apparently Attack the Block 2 is coming. I don't think I've seen that movie. I'll uh, I'll add it. I own it. <laughs> That's good. I don't know if it's on movies anywhere. Um but I'll add it to our next uh my part at the next Marvel's on stream. Yeah. Um let's see. So this whole thing is based off of um Adventures of Tintin, obviously, the comic book series, but it's specifically based off of The Secret of the Unicorn. Um so I mean it's still pretty cool. 
And there was originally, or there had been talks of a sequel, but because it only made like 20% from the US and with a marketing budget, profit didn't seem to be a lot, I guess. Uh, It's kind of been in development hell. But I mean, if there's any movie I'd like to see Steven Spielberg do, I would I would love a Tintin too. I would be really interested to see what a Tintin movie is without Haddock being a partial plot device. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you're gonna have to so if they were gonna do this, you'd have to pull um from one of the later books or you'd have to somehow be able to kind of shoehorn him in. Because I don't think you could have a Tintin movie right at this point without having him in there. Yeah. And also I think I know it's primarily I think the uh the you the secret of the unicorn legend of the unicorn yes, secret but i think but there were some mentions that i'm forgetting from the breadsword video that we're talking about other elements from other stories being woven in so i wouldn't be surprised if you know S- steven spielberg took an earlier story and then added haddock in and or remixed it remix tin tin Crit, 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 cringe. Ooh, uh, the lady singing looks a lot like this. I'm looking at the Tin Pin like books or whatever the like sets. Um, Castafiora Emerald. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but that's fine. Um, but it looks like it has the same lady like singing on the book title. <laughs> yeah, apparently that lady was a regular character in the comics uh who haddock (laughs) low-key hated because she always messed up his name i guess uh but she was always nice to him and like i think there was some allusion to him having to rescue her for some stuff so it's kind of a seems like a kind of a Jerry Seinfeld Kramer relationship if Jerry Seinfeld kind of got annoyed with Kramer <laughs> always busting into his house where he's like yeah we're friends but like geez fucking knock once my guy <laughs> <laughs> I dare you <laughs> Um, it looks like just based on and I'm doing this 100% based off the covers because I don't have time to sit here and go through each one of them but it looks like Haddock's on the cover of a couple of them so I mean if you wanted to do it um, looks like he's on the cover of about seven or eight of them um, past um, the secret of the unicorn. So, and one of them I recognize from the Tintin video, uh, Pickaroos, Tintin and the Pickaroos. Okay, I'm about to click on this. So, uh, give me a grain of salt, but because I'm confused. But it said nominated for one Oscar, and then next to it says 22 wins and 63 nominations total. So I don't know what that means. Oh, okay, across everything. Yeah. Because I'm sure um, this Tintin is a lot bigger overseas than it is here. Um, just like um, soccer is bigger, or football is bigger over there. <laughs> uh, tell me if you've already checked this out, but uh, which Oscar do you think this was nominated for? It's only nominated for one Oscar. And um, it didn't I have not win. Th- I haven't. I have not seen that. Um, <sighs> Uh, uh, the obvious one would be for 
graphic design, I think, would probably be the most realistic one, right? Is not the one that goes for like um, CGI and everything like that. Yeah, like it's not, uh, it's not c- the best c- overall. Visual, like, yeah, visual effects or yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say or, I'm gonna take it or like best animated film, maybe. I don't, I take, don't know which uh, one they would do. Yeah, but one of those. So it's not one of those two, but it'd make the mo- that would make the most sense. So since you that way you asked it. I would I'm going to say it's going to win like best voice actor and it's going to be like Haddock or something like that. Uh, It's not saying if it won this uh, Oscar, but it's like the BAFTAs nominated for best animated film. And that makes sense. And they nominated for best visual effects. That also makes sense. But the Oscars nominated for best achievement in music written for motion pictures, original score. Okay. Which makes sense. But like, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> With how good this movie is for you know animated film, being an animated film, whatever that whole category would be. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying it crazy. should win, but like best animated film, best adapted screenplay, best. What other animated films came out in 2011? Uh, well, this is okay. So I'm gonna. For some reason, IMDb has it uh, as Academy Awards 2012. So search that up. But uh, or uh... Uh, Johnny Depp's Rango. Oh yeah, anime movies 2011. Because your Panda t- or Kung Fu Panda two, Puss in Boots. Wait, Kung Fu Panda two and Puss in Boots were nominated for Best Animated Picture? No, no, no. They're just they're just uh, animated movies in 2011. Okay. I mean, those are two good. I don't know why I just blanked on the first movie you mentioned, but Puss and Boost is real good. Cars oh. 2, uh, Rio. All, right. All movies nominated for Best Animated Picture in, I don't know if I just searched 2012 or 2011. Cause uh, 2012 IMDb is 2012, 2012. 2012 because it's it was released in 2011. So the awards okay. happened in 2012. All right, so um, Brave was one. I didn't even see that on the list. <laughs> let me let me just make sure. Okay, so uh, never mind. The Wikipedia is not treating it like how IMDb is treating it. So they're they're listing twenty eleven films. So, wow. The one that won was Rango, which yeah. is a which is real good, but I don't know. I've watched like thirty minutes of it; and it didn't grab me. So, but like those are on the same level. And then a Cat in Paris, I have no idea what it is. Chico and Rita, I have no idea what it is. Sorry, Kung Fu Panda Two and Puss in Boots. Ah. Those yeah. are those are those are well done, but like not how. How do you not like the year before they only had three, which was Toy Story three, how to train your dragon and the illusionist. So they didn't care about, you know, needing to fill out the five spots. And in 2013, there's six. No, there, there are five. Never mind. I was wrong. But like, just give a brother a spot. <laughs> the other ones don't look bad. I'm not saying that. It's just mind-blowing that it only a got... A movie, yeah, a movie that looks this good. Yeah. 
and it's Steven Spielberg. So even if it looked trash, I would assume they'd be sucking his teeth <laughs> with the incestuous nature of the Academy Awards. I mean, come on. The uh, what is it? Bohemian Rhapsody won best editing. <laughs> and that has some editing quality of like taken three at points. And they won. Yeah. <sighs> Just another, uh, uh, to the shock of nobody, another reason why the Academy Awards are going downhill. Could keep going downhill. Is that why they need? Um... I don't want to mention that. I don't want to mention. I, that. I was going to say, that, is that why they need certain right. things to happen to <laughs> really remind people that this stuff actually does happen? Yeah. yeah. I've had a fun day on Twitter yesterday. Oh. <sighs> anyway, yeah. You know, there's a there's a Tin Tin video game. What year hmm. did it come out? Uh... 2011. Yep, 2011. Unless you're um, some came out in 2012. <laughs> I, I I got a real shocked for a second because there was a five second teaser for Moon Knight. So I was like, Oscar Isaac's in this video game. <laughs> All right, Tin the Adventure of Tintin the game launch trailer. Oh God. Oh. You can play that on your phone. Come on, let's not let's not get too crazy. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. I mean, um, <laughs> Windows, 3ds, PS3, Wii, Xbox 360, iOS, Android. Don't even Sym- Symbian, whatever that is. Nobody bother. Don't uh, this discontinued this... mobile operating system. Okay. No, this literally. I mean, all the designs match the characters, but the quality is so freaking clearly. Uh, you know, the, the, the yeah, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> oh, I did want to say one thing. One thing I noticed on this watch was that when they find the secret room, uh, Tintin has learned from Snowy at the beginning of the film or earlier in the film because when he's trying to break into the house, Snowy finds or the estate, Snowy finds a hole in the wall and then. When they're wondering why the cellar is so small and they're lost, Tintin randomly is just like, "It's Snowy's not anywhere." Immediately goes to the brick wall and starts pulling apart things because he figured out he's like, "If Snowy's not here, she or he—I don't know if this dog is a boy or girl—haven't uh, left." And just yeah, I, I liked that little little callback because I never even noticed it before that. Because, yeah. uh, what is it? Snowy didn't, as far as I remember, Snowy didn't bark. Although I think no, I right don't... when I said that, I heard a bark. Is that my side or your side? That oh, was probably my side. You have, oh yeah, you do have a dog. I forgot. I remembered your cat. I was like, what? <laughs> that's because he's the one that jumps up here and goes in between me and the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, did you have anything else for this film? Mm-mm. Uh, well, I guess. The last thing, and it's not really that big of a thing, but this film takes place in 1955 as if World War II didn't happen, which was kind of crazy um, because that's the way he that's the way he did all the stuff is that he made his cartoon in a world where World War II didn't happen. That That's I'm actually really glad you mentioned that because I wanted to shout out the fact that Steven Spielberg and the whole team kept 
to Hergé's silent protest, you know, very subtle protest of the mm-hmm. world. And like, they didn't say, well, you know, now that it's all over, we can, we yeah, can now that, now that we're good. <laughs> be realistic about, uh, and they really remix or play fast and loose with, well, not, not fast and loose in a Michael Bay way, <laughs> <laughs> but they really decide to, uh, take some liberties intentionally with the type of um, vehicles, guns, and different transports, even if it doesn't perfectly match uh, reality in terms of, uh, I guess, timeline or history. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool um, because obviously Steven Spielberg is is who he is, um, and could have easily turned this into anything. <laughs> he could, he could have Steven Spielberg so easily could just be like, no, nah, I don't need I don't need to. Uh, prioritize someone over myself my look at my dick it's it's gigantic covered in diamonds (laughs) you know what they almost couldn't get kong for godzilla versus kong and they called up me (laughs) (laughs) um but i i just love that he oh i i said i was gonna insult the big friendly giant i'm not i I didn't figure out a way to put it naturally but um he it's clear from that detail to me that he respects other artists to such a degree that yeah. he'd he'd ra- I bet he'd rather not make the movie than uh you know disrespect Hergé's legacy especially with how how much faith Hergé put in him. Yeah. Actually this is this is one of those movies that I wish like I could just randomly discover time travel and go back like the week before Hergé passed away with like an iPad with it downloaded and just show him like this is this is what will happen and your dream will yeah. come true because he was he, I forgot what he died in what the late mid or early eighties or something like that. Yeah, he and died so they, like they, a week before Steven Spielberg was going to meet with him to talk about Tintin. Yeah, so he had seen some of the other stuff, um, and he wasn't happy about it because he he said different things like the voice didn't fit Tintin and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Haddock as well, and there yeah. were five adaptations and four the four before this one, right? Oh, uh, there was a stop motion, and then there were two live action, and then there were two animated, uh, like cartoon hand drawn animated, gotcha. and then this one. So this is the sixth, technically. Um, I literally just finished watching it right before sitting down, <laughs> so I'm. <cheating. laughs> um, let's see. Another fun fact that I found while scrolling through IMDb. Um. Andy Serkis, Daniel Craig, and Simon Pegg all appear in another movie together. Andy Serkis, uh, Daniel Craig, and Simon Pegg? Yep. Well, I don't want to just guess Munich. <laughs> Let me think. It 
it's a movie that i was like wait i don't even remember daniel craig being in this movie <laughs> simon Pegg. i don't remember him being in this movie live action yes directed by steven spielberg no okay all right so then at least i can ignore uh munich <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. All right. So you didn't remember Simon Pegg or uh, Daniel? Oh, 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 oh. Force Awakens, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't remember him being in that movie. Well, Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper. Um, Simon Pegg was that guy who offers rations for the robot. Like, oh, or por- portions. Yeah yeah like 200 portions and who is andy circus snoke oh that one i knew i knew he was like (laughs) notable but yeah i does me knowing all these facts give a hint as to how excited i was for that new trilogy (laughs) 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 but you should look at the behind the scenes because simon peg is sweating his fucking balls off under that suit because it is massive, it is heat insulating, and the temperature outside is like 110 or some shit. Uh, and he's like, but worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and good for him. You know, his uh, his relationship with J.J. Abrams to do Star Trek, and which he actually turned down. Hmm. Uh, yeah, J.J. Abrams emailed him. He's like, hey, I wanted you to play uh oh no uh scotty no scotty doesn't know that really yeah that's zero trip uh, not the same movie <laughs> um what was simon pegg's character um in star I trek know. i don't remember uh, i haven't seen the movies i know he's in it but i haven't seen the movie but he emailed he's like oh I, I don't know if i could take on that legacy and then like less than 15 minutes later he's like never mind fuck that <laughs> like yes please <laughs> don't have moved just, on I, already i was i was just kidding i couldn't i couldn't pull back that email yeah and and of course they met on mission possible 3 tinder that's crazy grinder <laughs> <laughs> on banter watch ted lasso yeah there you go <laughs> all right well if you have suggestions, uh, you can put them over on Instagram or in the Spotify section. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also just demand, if we have access to it, <laughs> us to watch it if you join the Discord link in the description. Um, but other than that, uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, um. Peter Parker. I couldn't remember the name of him. I was going to say Peter Jackson. And I kept kept getting stuck. I was like, <laughs> not Peter Jackson, not Peter Jackson. And I'm Michelle Jones Watson. Because <laughs> that, that's the next movie. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm Gwen Stacy. Yeah, and I don't remember what his, his name is because it's not Peter Parker. Miles Morales. Miles Morales. There you Definitely go. not going to do that one. <laughs> Just so I'm not like that uh, Elizabeth Banks Power Ranger movie where the white guy's like, I'm black. He's like, you're not black. Because <laughs> he's the black ranger. Um, th- this movie may be uh, mushroomy edible. Or an edibly mushroom. But either way, like we've said before and after and in between, this movie is dope. Because movies, movies are, are 
Dope. Dope.